Hey, welcome to Hey Ass Butt. Welcome to Hey Ass Butt. Welcome, welcome to Butt Ass. <laughs> welcome to Butt Town. <laughs> Population. Uh, Three yokels. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Welcome to Butt Town would be me and Narado's podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> Welcome to Butt Town is absolutely some sort of knockoff of Welcome to Night Vale. Welcome to Butt Town. It's just all butts and farts. Yeah, that's like the elder core is just like ass. Don't even smell towards the dog park. Oh, God. It's What's all this Do you- cake doing here? Do you guys remember that Adult Swim show that was like... A, the detective was literally a backwards legs and an ass. I don't remember anything, on. but go on. I think so. I don't remember what it's called, but that's what the main character was. It was literally an ass, and it was like the ass was the face, and it was legs, and like the feet were facing backwards because, of course, it was the ass. But it was like, yeah, it was that was it. That was the thing. All right, are you ready for this? Yeah. First of all, I just typed into Google backwards legs and ass adult swim, so that gets to live in my metadata forever. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> the show was called Assy McGee. Yes! <laughs> right on the And he was ears. like a private eye or something like that, right? Holy shit, it ran for two seasons? Yeah. Yeah. He was a what? private brown eye. Everything. <laughs> Oh my god. Everything at Adult Swim runs for way longer than you think. Fucking A. God. Why? Because they're experimental and also really high. Holy shit, it's yeah. hideous. Yeah, yeah, it's what? awful. It's awful Why? to look at. What did you think? It was going to be amazing to look at? I thought it was going to be in the style of, um, like, Rick and... Not Rick and Morty, but, like... What was that one Adult Swim show that was, like, this family... That were but the oddballs. Oh, the, oh, the oblongs. Yeah, oblongs. That's what it was. I thought yeah, it was going to be the, the oblongs. Was like kind of dope. Assy yeah. McGee was just like experimental bullshit. Yeah. yeah, it looks like experimental bullshit. I yeah. looked up some. They've got some promos and stuff on YouTube. It looks like. Mm-hmm. Did y'all ever watch Mission Hill? Yes. God, this nah, shit is so not good. really. I've heard you talk. You've talked about it on the show before, Ben. I thought it would be like right up your dick hole, Travis. I mean, I don't know. I just <laughs> right I've up never there, Travis. <laughs> just God right damn. up there. Yeah, fuck, man. Yes, I, 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 yeah, I, I watched Mission different. Hill, and I liked Mission Hill a lot. It was so good, right? It was so good. It was zany, the good amount of ska. Yeah. And even like the fucking like theme music was fucking cake. So, Literally, yeah. Also, it was one of those shows that was like like very you know I don't know a bunch of about a bunch of like disenfranchised 20 somethings yeah. which I'm really into yeah. yeah I think that's what fucked me up as a kid was those were the TV shows I really enjoyed watching yeah <laughs> it was just kids who didn't give a fuck there's a lot to unpack here yeah there yep. is we should just yeah. burn the whole suitcase and but we're not here to talk about adult swim shows from the yeah Aughts or 90s? I think the aughts. We're here to talk about... Nerd shit. Yeah, Nerd the, shit. Specifically, I've been... I'm feeling spicy about the capitalization of nerd culture and how that has evolved in the last decade. 
Now, did this topic spurn from us watching the episode and having a conversation? Maybe. I'm not going to spoil anything. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to spoil anything for this episode. Spoiler alert. Yeah, it was. (laughs) It was fueled by this episode specifically. Which I've secretly already watched. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me Reba McIntyre. Oh my god, wait, do we not take a pause in between the first and second halves of the show, watch the episode, and then come back? No, we do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I just... This this episode's timeline is all out of whack. (laughs) Nothing makes sense. Yeah, I'm no not going to talk narrative to this. I, I'm not going to talk about the episode of Supernatural. I'm just going to talk about what made me feel pretty spicy while I was watching that. Hit us with um, that spicy. hot take, Travis. because it's 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 something that I've always like. It's it's one of those things that has always just rubbed me the wrong way, and it is like nerd shit. That's it. Um, <laughs> like Funko Pops. Travis is just like, hey, uh, can we have a session where I basically get to be like the bully who takes the nerds' lunch money? <laughs> yes, for yeah, no reason. That would be me. Well, and like this, I I feel like I I am that, but also I'm also a huge fucking nerd. Correct. Um, so yes. I I feel like I don't know. It, I feel like it somehow legitimizes my my thoughts yeah. on this. Here's what because, bugs me. Oh, sorry. What's that? On. No, um, no, you you first. Okay, I wanted to say here's what bugs me about the capitalization of nerd culture, and it's not so much. I mean, there's shit that's like capitalism. You know, is the tr- is the real monster? Sometimes, sometimes capitalism is the real monster, and uh, yeah. I want to like, you know, fucking. Um, talk about i don't really want i don't really want to get into that right now but ignoring capitalism what bugs me about nerd culture is when like a bunch of people are like hey nerd culture is actually still incredibly niche and like oh yeah it's it's very you know cool people or like the mainstream aren't into this shit like the the highest grossing films of the last decade have all been comic book movies yeah let me let me blow your goddamn mind for a second you know what the highest grossing thing over the last 10 years has been it's it's gotta be a marvel movie nope you're both fucking wrong what what is it red dead redemption 2 well there you go yeah a goddamn video game was the highest grossing thing yeah. Something in the goddamn nerd, like, like something inherently nerdy as like fucking video games blew everything out of the goddamn water. Yeah. Cause it, well, I don't think video games aren't inherently nerdy anymore. Neither are like, I think a lot of things are mainstream, and that's kind of my point. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know what? That, that's eventually. That's eventually what I'm getting at. Is like. Nerd culture, like Ari said, nerd culture isn't niche. It is mainstream now. Mm. And even in 2012, nerd culture was like big time mainstream. And it was still like, oh my gosh, we're so weird and out there. I wear this hat every day. Yeah, um, D&D is still, like D&D's 
huge now. Like, yeah. a ton of people play D&D. It's not just, like, I don't know, people who wear sheets and pretend to be wizards and shit. Like, it's 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 normal people who wear sheets and pretend to be wizards. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know. Yeah, like the Cosplay clan. is super popular now, and there's tons of different cosplays and shit. Yeah. Like, there's an entire app. That has a thriving cosplay community and people make money off of it. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah, um, but I, I think like it probably started earlier than this, but when it started to like happen in my personal timeline was like when the very first MCU movie came out, the very first Marvel movie was Iron, Iron Man, Man? Yeah. and it was huge. And from that point going forward, uh, it was just so easy to make money off of nerd shit. Yeah. Like, it's like the capitalists, the capitalists and marketing companies finally realized that they could dig into this untapped market and just start making nerd merch. And... People would buy blow it. it out the water and just make billions of dollars. You know what? I'm going to make a wild, unsubstantiated claim and go ahead and just blame the Lord of the Rings for this. I mean, I'll give you that. I mean, it changed the Lord of the Rings changed the way that big budget movies were made. Mm-hmm. Um, it was also the first really like super successful fantasy film that wasn't animated like yeah. the 80s had some fantasy movies obviously we watched one of them for the patreon legends um or legend uh and then i guess like willow but most fantasy stuff was regulated to like kids film yeah and then the lord of the rings happened and if you don't like that movie, you are in the the minority. Like people yes. fucking yeah, love fine. that trilogy. I don't mind being in the wrong about that. I'm glad you're you can admit that because mm-hmm. you are wrong. The, that movie is those that yeah. trilogy is amazing. <laughs> it is the best trilogy. It's goddamn boring, and I stand by it. But it's it, neither hither nor I mean, tither. Not. I yes, will say is. that Fellowship is definitely the best out of the three. I would um, agree with you on that. But in case anyone's wondering, Two Towers was my favorite book. All right. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I uh, am just going to go ahead and make a wild claim. This is Lord of the Rings' fault. Do I have any proof? No, I do not. Well, Anyways, I think, let's move so, on. <laughs> it's, it's Lord of the Rings' fault, and then Harry Potter took that momentum and then inertia itself into the rest of the into the rest of the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I think the like the the one two punch of the success of Lord of the Rings followed by the success of Harry Potter. Mm. Uh because obviously that has a lot of crossover and then you have a lot of crossover with like kids getting into Harry Potter in the late 90s early 2000s. And mm. also those same kids coming home from school and watching like Toonami or other cartoons or other anime and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's like it's basically been this giant snowball of 
kids that think that they're weird and wear hats and um and like feel like they are uh in a in a niche group and then they all grow up and get adult money and then all of a sudden companies are like oh yes yeah there's something here but then there's also so we get that but then there's also the need to like let other people know about it mm-hmm. like it, it became like the the dynamic shifted from uh oh I really like watching Sailor Moon I better not tell anyone about it though because that's kind of weird versus I want everyone to know and and that's definitely has to do with the internet and like YouTube and just the the rapid communication that came from that mm. The thing that, like, I don't know, I guess what I measure by is, like, how acceptable is fanfic at any given point? Ah. Because I feel like if you're in a group where, like, like, I feel like fanfic is still pretty taboo. You know, people are admitting it more and more now that they read fanfic or write fanfic. Um, Mm -hmm. And you actually have mainstream published authors who write fanfic like on the regular oh and definitely yeah fanfic used to be a thing where it was like you couldn't like if you wanted to be you know really published professionally you, you fanfic was the dirty little secret you kept or you tried to delete off all your works off the internet or you didn't like associate with it but now there are major right. fantasy authors who were like not only do i write fanfic i also publish some of my fanfic after i adapt it into an original story <laughs> um and so i feel like like if i can talk to just anybody and they know what fanfic is and have probably read at least one fanfic that shit ain't uh that shit ain't niche anymore you know what i mean yeah yeah not to say that I couldn't find plenty of people who haven't read fanfic. I'm just saying that it's way more than it used to be. I think if a if there is a successful blockbuster on the subject, it's no longer niche. So comic books no longer niche. At least Marvel. Com- well, okay, yeah. we'll include DC well, too because they've got DC. Yeah. Uh, even Dark Horse, uh, fucking uh, Marvel, definitely. Yeah, I mean fanfic the Walking as well. Dead. Yeah. You know what's one thing, though, that I still think, like, doesn't get to be considered in, like, mainstream nerd culture? What's that? Fucking anime. It's yeah. Starting, it's really starting to be. It's definitely more popular than it was probably when we were starting to get into anime, but here's the thing. And, again, this is all, like, anecdotal or whatever. Like, I don't, I'm not looking at, like, statistics or anything. I'm not even sure how you would statisize that data. I mean, somebody's probably done it somewhere. Yeah. Somehow. I feel like I know some major hardcore nerds who are, like, just run the gamut into tabletop games, into fucking comic books. Like, you know, just super fucking nerdy. And they're like, ah, fuck anime, it's weird. (laughs) I don't like it, it's too strange. So... Um, even if they've seen like one or two anime, they're still just like 
no, the, I mean, Miyazaki movies are okay, but what the fuck is this brother trying to fuck his, his sister for? Like, that's weird. Yeah. Which it is. That is very weird. I'm going to be honest. I am, I'm at that, I'm like at that point where I'm old and curmudgeonly, mm-hmm. and I don't think I can watch new anime anymore. Oh my God. Like, I, tr- I tried to watch something, and I was just like, I can't get through this. I can't do this. When you posted on forums, did you have to nail your post to a church door? Like, <laughs> that's great. That's great. Travis, the forum I would go to was literally a giant bulletin board in the middle of town, okay. and I would write a note very discreetly and be like, "Who saw? Who saw the last episode?" of Cowboy Bebop and then hope that someone saw it and maybe wrote a response. Oh my god. Travis isn't like going to see live theater because the last time he went to a theater show some guy in the audience got shot in the back of the head. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, it's all coming together. Yeah, almost, that was almost a heady reference. Oh my but god. Anyway. I'm wait, just... wait, wait. I've got one more. Okay. Travis, when Jesus died, were you really sad that you lost your carpenter? <laughs> he was, like, right in the middle of building my house, too. I bet he was, that son <laughs> of a bitch. Travis, when the first fish walked off of, walked onto land, did you ask it what it thought about Inuyasha? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, this is what the conclusion of Travis... Tra- Travis Old Man Short said an old man sentence. <laughs> we're having a good And we're time. mocking him for being old as hell. Oh, God. Kids these days. I'm the youngest one in this anime. group, too. What do you mean? There's a bunch of. There's a whole anime about a bunch of cells in the body? If you can't find new anime to watch, Travis, that's you haven't tried hard enough. There's a ton of great stuff out there. How the turntables, you know what I'm saying? I feel. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. Holy shit. You know what this is? I've always felt that, like, the nerds have become the true bullies now. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. We have to bully Travis. Hell yeah. (laughs) Fucking shove me in a locker. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, I fucking will. <laughs> Bitch, give me your Netflix login. I gotta watch B Stars. So. I do. I really, um, I really relate to all of those memes that are like anime fans shoving other anime fans into lockers and shit like that. <laughs> yes, because it's, I'm just the like, anime fans are mocking the anime fans. Me. Me. Yeah, <laughs> we a weeb pointing and laughing at another fucking weeb. Yeah. Holy shit. (laughs) It's like, it's the, um, (laughs) it's like that fucking, uh, that face that's like angry crying, but there's a mask on top of it to make it look like it's not angry crying. (laughs) Okay, guys, I have to tell you this fucking story. So one of my coworkers was complaining about the fact that, like, there are a ton of Americans who don't bother learning, like, certain Japanese inflections for words and, like, you know, stuff like that. 
and he None. was like like the word for cherry blossom and Coleman and I, you may remember Coleman as being the Limp Biscuit fan we talked about last week, at the yeah. same time went, Sakura? And that is on being a fucking weave. That's what yeah. that is from. So, we were both just like, we're gonna go fucking kill ourselves now. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, do you ever just see a reference to something and you go, I hate that I know that? Yes. yes. That's... All the time. Yeah. Anything Sometimes I make references you, yeah. and I'm just like, oh god, if somebody fucking understands what I'm talking about, they're a piece of shit. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I rationalize it away in my own mind, but if somebody else were to understand the references I'm making, I'd be like, fuck you. You're I terrible. Feel like, I feel like Filthy Frank did it the best. On his uh, Japanese 101 series. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, i got to bring up Joji somehow, some way in this conversation. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, because it's the one about, like, stop. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can't, uh-huh. remember, I can't remember the... What the fuck is the word? It's like... Uh, I can't remember. But he's like... Now, a bunch of you fucking dirty-ass weebs probably know what this means because you're watching filthy hentai. <laughs> like, yeah. the worst kind of hentai. And you need to stop. When, and like when Filthy Frank is telling you to stop, it's time to reevaluate your life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Jesus Christ. Um, I mean, all this being said, I was also, I was that person in like 2011 where I was like, ooh, is that some nerd shit? Let me eat it right up. Nom, 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 nom. And, that's but now when now, I look bitch. back on it, do what? I mean, that's kind of us now, bitch. I mean, I'm not as intense as I used to be. Travis, what TV show are you watching right now? Um, Ink Fucking Nurse. Um, no. <laughs> you know that's not the one I meant. Come on, Travis. Uh, I want you to say Great it. British zombie off. Shut up. Don't help him. Also, um, it's set in Lana. 90 Day Fiance Before the 90 Days. Travis, you son of a bitch. Oh, um, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yes, that's the one. <laughs> You're a fucking nerd. Do you hear me? Uh, you know what no, Real Housewives is nerd. based off of? A comic book. All right? I'm a, like, I will admit that I'm a huge fucking nerd. But oh my god, I also, you're so brave. I, <laughs> I just also feel like... I I feel like I should call out other nerds for being too fucking nerdy, all right? Like that's yeah. that's how I feel. I just I just want to be like, shut the fuck up, you fucking nerd. But Screw also you, <laughs> <laughs> Same what? <laughs> I want I just I look at myself me. in the mirror every morning and go, what a fucking nerd. And then I shove myself in a locker. <laughs> all right, all right. Hear me out, guys. Imagine Memento, but the guy is slowly rewatching the anime and learning more about himself, and he's making notes as he goes along. I mean, I would watch oh that movie. God. I'd rate it on Netflix. I'd give it a three out of five. I don't want nerds to stop being nerdy and I don't want nerd things to stop being mainstream. Although I do think that there are a lot of like more 
like niche aspects of nerd culture that are still pretty yeah. much mocked like certain types of cosplay um certain types of rp that sort of thing mm-hmm. but yeah. i do want nerds to stop talking like their culture is being like taken away from them taking away mm-hmm. from them because like that's already happened Capitalism ruined everything like it always does. It ruined yeah. the MCU and comic books like twenty years ago. Like it's time <laughs> to move on. As a it's coming for you too. Yeah. So that's something I want to talk about. I what I want is for like nerds to realize that them and sports fans pretty much the goddamn same. Oh, the exact same. Like, yeah. oh, ooh, Ben, you hit the nail on the fucking head. Nerds, you are not better than football fans. Yep, you're equally as bad. In fact, I know nerds that spend way more money than fucking football fans do on their nerd shit. Yep. You can watch yep. you can watch football on broadcast television. That's basically free. <laughs> Okay, so this is actually just more proof of nerd oppression, um, because... I mean, you're not wrong. Both of you are not wrong. Can I watch Ginky Ginky Gaussian on fucking ESPN? No, I cannot. God, I don't know what you just said, but it aged me 15 years. It's not a real anime title. I just <laughs> put together words that sound oh, right. Oh, God. Thank God. <laughs> because I, try, I had, like... I racked my brain for that title, and I aged myself 15 years trying to wonder what the fuck that was. Uh. I was just going to zent out and stop after the first ginky. This is absolutely, by the way, has it has become the Bully Travis hour without meaning to. <laughs> I did not mean for this to happen. I didn't go in with this intention. Travis made himself an easy target. He Ooh, that's a, hey, hey, hey. Kidding, joking, joking. Bullying is not okay. Like, like a look at what he's wearing. He was no asking for it. Come on now. <laughs> this message would be less undercut if Travis could stop laughing in the background. This really is all his fault, but like... (laughs) Hey, are you still... Are you bullied for being a nerd? Contact us. Um, Let us know. For no reason. Uh, We won't be able to do anything about it. Also, talk to... We just want to talk to you about it. An authority (laughs) figure... A parent? <laughs> Talk to a teacher. A teacher? Yeah? Okay. I was like, I don't know, teachers did jack shit for me when I was being bullied, so I didn't know if it had gotten better, you know? Um, like, that's true. I don't know why they told us to talk to teachers about bullying. It didn't make it better. It made it worse. The teacher hopped in. <laughs> yeah, the teacher helped. <laughs> um, Maybe if you weren't such a stupid little bitch, people wouldn't make fun of you. All right. <laughs> Mrs. Brown, that hurts. It's like, damn, Mrs. Johnson, come on. Yeah, that that's that's painful. Yeah. Maybe if you learned how fractions work. Okay, I what is this? Is this not the fucking Apollo? I don't understand. Sometimes Mrs. Johnson's working under type five on your ass. 
Sometimes Kat will ask me if I like Supernatural, and I go, no. And then she goes, well, why do you do a fucking podcast about it? <laughs> that's, oh, that's a valid question. Somebody yeah. put it out there. I don't remember who <laughs> shared it. I think it was um, my friend Charles Hastings. Uh, he quoted somebody saying that podcasts are just friendship porn. <laughs> nice. And Damn! You know oh never... God! Oh, yeah, right? I feel dirty yeah. now, <laughs> guys. During the break, I'm going to go look in the mirror for a long time. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying. I started as an OnlyFans. <laughs> Somebody out there wants oh, that ASMR feet OnlyFans video, and I'm here to tell you that stays locked in the vault. I don't know. I, depending if they would pay. Off my credit card. Okay, I would... here's what we do. Obviously, we have to be barefoot, otherwise it's not as erotic, okay? And I'm sorry, Ari, but you're going to have to shave your legs. Then what <laughs> we're going to do... Who knows? I haven't in, like, a year. No, what I'm saying is that they would be into your hairy legs. Ooh, a bold move. Then we place a bunch of crunchy stuff on the ground, put a microphone up next to my feet, and then I crunch shit with my feet. I mean, yeah. Are Basically like a crunchy point? wine gushing. What? You know how people step on grapes? Uh, oh. <clears throat> oh, okay. I don't know. I don't think the professional name for it is wine gushing. It's not. It is now. But I feel like that's the <laughs> name for it. That's what we're going to have on our OnlyFans. Barefoot wine gushing videos. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> We're going to break the bank. If you pay, hey, if you pay extra, you get the wine. (laughs) No, you don't pay extra. You win the bid. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Hey, you pay extra, you might get the wine. There you go. Maybe. Yeah. You got to win the bid, though. It's not guaranteed. Yep. All right. Guaranteed. Have we talked this part out? Is it now time to get into the meat? It's been a half hour. We can get into we've, we've yeah, I feel like we've dicked around on the potatoes enough. We've accomplished it's our time. goal. We're a third of the way <laughs> through the 90-minute podcast, guys. Good job. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Travis, this episode is called The Girl with the Dungeons and Dragons Tattoo. What's it about? Sam and Let Dean. flow through you. Sorry. Uh, Sam and Dean meet a redheaded nerdy girl and then they throw themselves down a well for the rest of the episode. Okay, stop talking about what you <laughs> wanted to happen to you, alright? You don't just get to fucking You don't just get to fucking write your own fanfic. Okay, that's what I do. That's my thing. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> Don't be a child. All of this could have the same thing. You know what? Fair enough. Thank you, Ben. I've learned an important lesson today. All right. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen, Travis, but if it does, let's find out. Yeah. I was going to be the daddy of the podcast. back yeah here to discuss this episode do we want to let's get into it um travis tell everyone why you're wrong 
<sighs> I mean, like... I'm kidding. They're, like... There's basically... It's like this episode is two episodes that exist in the same space. You know, like, you know, like, the... The fucking, like, Doctor Who idea of things happening at the exact same time and place in space-time. So they're, like, layered on top of each other. Like, that's what was going on in this, ep- in this episode. Because there was a good episode, but also existing in the same space was an episode that made me want to fall down the deepest hole and never come back out of the Earth's core. Those are some strong feelings. Yeah, you, you went in. <laughs> so you're going to give this episode a six point nine out of ten. Yeah, I feel it. You know what? Yeah, if I've got he's an IMDb account. His, yep. Here we go. Um. <laughs> I don't know what you're fucking talking about. This episode is perfect. What do you like about this episode, Ari? What don't I like about this episode? The nerd references. They're a little much. That's exactly what I mean! (laughs) Yeah. They were every six goddamn seconds. They really were. They were like, how will people know that Charlie is a nerd? I mean, she's being played by Felicia Day mainstream actress that everyone knows and I mean, that is not was at all like, associated with nerd culture. That was the first biggest thing. It's like, we already have Felicia Day. And yeah. then it was what like, more hey, do you need? What, hey, how can we really push the fact that we've got Felicia Day big time nerd in this episode? Yep. Nerd girl. Known for being a nerd. Nerd! How... How will we know? I guess we won't. I guess there's no way to tell. Could it be the the nerd references they made every two minutes? Like, just constant and way too often. Just, like, yeah. why? Just Ready Player One the fuck out of it. Because this is my biggest problem with Ready Player One. Is the constant references. Yeah. Just yeah. the constant, here, let me... Let me tell you how big of a nerd I am and not show you. Like, they could have just, if they didn't, if they nixed all of the reference, all of the verbal references, and just left the ones in that were there, that were just physical, that we could see, yeah, this would like, be a way better episode. We we could see Felicia's Day's desk and in her apartment, it's full of, like, nerd shit. There's, like, figurines and posters and... All kinds of fucking we don't also we don't also need Sam Winchester asking Felicia Day what would Hermione do in this situation? Yeah. Like fuck that shit. I will go ahead and say the nerd references were a little much. I definitely think they could have done a little more showing, not telling. Um I think my I think at the point where like Felicia Day was like talking to her little Hermione figurine on her desk, I was like, okay, guys. We get it. Yeah. Um, I also find, do you ever find that in media, like, nerds' interests sometimes are just a little too widespread? Yeah. 
Like, yeah. I don't know if you have had the same experience. Most nerds I know have, like, one or two things that they hyper-fixate on. And that's, like, their main obsession, right? Oh, absolutely. Like, I've had phases of that over my life. Like, I was a fucking brony. And then I was yeah. really into Adventure Time. And yeah. then uh, and then I got really into being bullying nerds on the internet. So... Yeah. And now you're into Walking Dead, yeah. See, it goes in cycles. And then you got into being bullied by your co-host, Travis. Yeah, and, and then I somehow got duped into starting a supernatural podcast so here we are um <laughs> rubs hands together <laughs> and here we are three years later having made the best decision of your life um i will say other than the nerd references which were egregious at times and the fact that i just kind of wanted them to like I mean, I guess they kind of did that with Harry Potter. I don't know. Um, I like to think oh, of Harry myself Potter as a jack before, of all nerds and a master of none. Before Brony, it was Harry Potter. That was my transition. Big nerd thing. Yep. Um, for me, all anime, baby. I believe that. So, didn't yeah. really get into video... I mean, I was into Harry Potter and a bunch of fantasy shit, too. But, like, didn't really get into video games until recently. Didn't really get into D&D until college. Like, I was all in, all in on the anime all the time. Mm -hmm. Would have loved a sticker that said, I don't do drugs because anime is too, or manga is too expensive. Or something like that. Do you remember those? those yeah, shirts? I remember those. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't have worn the shirt, but I would have had the sticker on my locker. Like, mm -hmm. for real. Okay, anyways. But I do like Charlie overall as a character. Yeah, Charlie's fine. Like, yeah. right, as of what we've seen so far. Travis, what do you think of Charlie? Oh, she's pretty dope. I mean, she's, like, a fucking hacker. That's cool. Yeah. Um, definitely something that, the, something that the boys worked to their advantage, like. Yeah. Uh, it's a skill set that Sam has, like, a little bit. It's basically, like, Sam's technical side amped up to 11. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty cool. She's and it's an elite hackers. <laughs> yeah. I'll go I'll see myself out. Um But yeah, she's like frank but chill. Yeah. Yes. Also, um, I kind of like how she I mean, I don't know. I think that sometimes hacking in TV in general borders on magic sometimes. Oh, it absolutely exactly does. Yeah. Yes. Charlie absolutely fits into the hacking is just magic category. <laughs> you ever seen yeah. that you clip can bippity boo past that firewall. Like that is one hundred percent. Have y'all ever seen that clip from NCIS where it's like two people on one keyboard trying to out hack this other guy? Yes. Oh, God. Oh, God. What? It's, fuck, it's oh, hilarious. No. It's so, this is not how this works. Yeah. I'm in. Um. But she she definitely falls into that category. But she is a really fun character. She's funny. She's um realistic in some ways. She's a lesbian. She's the first like lesbian we've seen on the show like queer person we've seen on the show who wasn't like the butt of the joke or tragic yeah and yeah. she survived the whole episode 
Yep. And she survived the whole episode. Now, that doesn't mean she doesn't fit into one of the five flavors that women can be. Oh, Remember, yeah. Remember, at any time, a woman could be one flavor and also dead flavor. <laughs> Gentlemen, Welcome please to get your buzzers at the zone. ready. <laughs> Welcome to What Flavor Is That Supernatural Woman? <laughs> I love this bit. That's a great bit. Charlie this is my Bradbury. favorite thing. Okay. Can you remind me of the five flavors? Okay. Contestants. The five flavors of women are mom, bitch, lover, sister type, or like protect, like damsel. Protecty victim, I think this one that victim gets lumped in there, and then dead. Those are the five flavors. Okay, and then all there flavors can also be combined flavors. with dead. All flavors can be combined with dead at any time, even when it doesn't make sense for the character. That's not here nor there. I mean, um, Charlie definitely also falls. See crossover. Do what? You, I'm, I was saying you also see crossover with some of the other categories. For example, Joe was younger sister, victim, adoptee type, but was also lover type and dead type. She was yeah. a three for one. <laughs> Same with Ellen. Same with Ellen, who was mother type, bitch type, and dead type. Uh, Ruby is bitch, lover, and dead. See, this is a fun game. <laughs> so Charlie definitely falls under the, like, sister category. I would I would agree, yeah. But mostly That's because right. Dean Winchester literally says she's like a sister. Yep. She, he does say that, yes. Also, we know she can't be lover type because she's a lesbian, so... Yep. Go ahead and wipe your brow, ladies. <laughs> uh, so, again, and uh, that's the only type she is right now. Um, she, you know, she she's young. We could probably get some use out of her before, but she becomes dead type. Yeah, I've got I've got high hopes for her. I don't think she'll become dead type. I, she's she seems like uh, she's got a good head on her shoulders to not become a dead type. Good, keep that energy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that she does or doesn't. I'm just saying that I listed three female characters as examples and gave off what their flavors were, and all three of them had dead flavor in their little Baskin Robbins triple cone. Oh. Let's go ahead and perk up by thinking of some major characters who are also women who aren't dead in this show. Who aren't dead? Who aren't dead. Oh, God. Oh, I can't think of a single... Oh, Jody. Yes. All right. Jody. <laughs> Jody's it, baby. That's, that's it. End of sentence. Ruby? <laughs> no, Ruby's dead. Oh, okay. Uh... Ooh, there's who was... Meg. Oh, Meg, yeah. Meg's oh, alive. Meg, that's who I was thinking of. I said Ruby and I meant Meg. 
It happens. Uh, what about who was um in the in the fever dream that was season six? Who was Dean's girlfriend <laughs> in season six? Oh, uh, Lisa. Oh, Lisa. Lisa, is she dead? She's not uh, dead. She's dead to me. Um, she doesn't off. have her memories though. She doesn't oh, remember. Oh, okay. So she's like, she's like emotionally dead to Dean. Yeah. yeah. Might as well be to dead. Dean. <laughs> yeah. God damn. All right. Now that we've established what flavor of woman Charlie is, let's talk about some other things about her character that we actually liked. Please understand, the flavors of women joke is not to be like, there are only these types of women in the world, because that's not true. Obviously, that's not the point of the boat, of the bit, yeah. yeah. Women are human. Shocking. Humans are diverse. What? I know, right? Craziness. What, what will they think of next? Um... But the supernatural showrunners tend to follow these tam- pamphlets, and it it's basically like if somebody took the whore virgin dichotomy and just added a couple of more branches. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Um. So that's that's kind of what I'm trying to poke fun at here. Is just like every woman in supernatural either lives long enough to become the villain or fucking dies like there is no or fucking then dies yeah or fucks and then dies um if you're a girlfriend of sam um, okay sorry to interrupt but i have i have finished crafting my imdb review for this episode holy shit <laughs> you're actually doing this. yes i'm Hall actually doing this okay Okay, so uh, the title of this is this episode was Two Sides of a Coin. Uh, the preamble okay. of it is what I said earlier about it taking up the same place in space time. I already said that. Uh, this mm-hmm. episode made me want to throw myself into the deepest hole of Earth so I can never get out of the core. This episode made me want to fall down a well and break my back so I can't get out. This episode made me want to snap my arms off and fling myself into a pit full of sharks and alligators pretty okay plot i liked seeing bobby nine out of ten stars (laughs) (laughs) okay you have to post it as is no criticisms submit thank you for contributing to imdb (laughs) by their team holy shit Someone at IMDb has to read that. Nine out of ten stars. Oh, You're a real supernatural fan now, bud. <laughs> Post criticisms about the show, still give it nine out of ten. That's fucking awesome. Um, you, I'm happy to say, are the only person who feels that way. Uh, among your, you know, fellow reviewers. Uh, this episode seems to be pretty well liked on IMDb. There and... is one seven out of ten. Oh, yeah, and one eight out of ten, and I'll be the first nine out of ten. There's lots of ten out of tens. Lots of tens out of tens. Um, yeah. I, I feel like and there's only I'm, a bunch of I'm happy of ten... to say that most people who watch this episode enjoyed it because I really enjoyed it. 
Um, mostly because of Charlie. Like Charlie is great. I will give her that. Charlie is fantastic. Felicia Day is fantastic. Yeah. But I felt browbeaten by the middle of this episode with all the fucking references, and I just didn't care anymore. Yeah, so halfway through this episode, I went ahead and looked at the wiki on it, and just, like, I scrolled through the quotes and trivia and references in minutia section, and, like, I am 50 years older now, because it's so long, there's so much, and it's like, we don't, we know, it's there, we know about it, we don't need to write it down, please. Mm -hmm. Oh, God. Oh, Man, I was just looking over the trivia for this episode, and this just knocked my soul out of my body. (laughs) Donald Trump and Joe Biden are both mentioned in this episode. Biden verbally and Trump one of the emails Charlie is reading. Oh, God. So. Wait, are you saying, are you goddamn saying that Supernatural predicted 2020? No, I'm not, because that's a stretch even for Supernatural. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, and Biden being verbally spoken about means he's going to win the election. Um, So the scene where that is, is basically Charlie has this, like, you know, manager, and... Okay, so kind of going into the actual fucking plot of the episode, um, Charlie is a hacker who works for Roman Industries, basically. Yeah, she's a white hat hacker. Yeah, um, and she is, you know, she's got a heart of gold and does shit like, I don't know, steals money from you know, puppy kicking academy where they teach you how to kick puppies and gives it to, like, the poor or whatever. Um, super socially conscious. One of her establishing character moments is her recounting how she hooked up with somebody at a pro-choice rally or like a a pro-choice like charity gala. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the whole nine yards, super nerdy. That's made clear very early on. And basically Dick pegs her. That was a sentence. I didn't mean to put those yeah. words together. I was just going to let it hang there Dick without saying pegs. nothing because I didn't want to get bleeped. Hmm. Dick pegs her to break into Frank's hard, hard drive. I was sticking with it. I liked the <laughs> rhythm of it. Yeah, you did. The way it thrusted back and forth. Out Say of my Dick mouth. Again. Anyways. Say Dick again. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna say it a lot more times this episode. He's a he's a character in the show, Ben. Was... All right, that's fair. Okay, so um, <laughs> Charlie does it. She realizes that there's leviathans running around, and she basically sees them um eat a guy, and that guy is her boss. But before her boss is eaten, Dick Roman is like, you know, there are just some humans that can't be replicated. Charlie, Bruce Springsteen, a third one. A third one. I don't know what the third one, the third person he said was. Lenny Kravitz, I don't know. So, um, however... Some people they they can't be copied. They've got a certain like je ne sais quoi about them that just didn't you say joie de vie or something? A, jo- a joie de vivre that just doesn't like 
mm-hmm. pass on to the Leviathan. They can't copy yeah. that. But Mr. Middle Manager is Joe Biden. <laughs> And he could absolutely be replicated. So what I want to know is when did the Leviathans replace Joe Biden? Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't think the Leviathans replaced Joe Biden because I think Obama could have clocked that shit. Well, you know, there's a lot of videos that really show that Obama is a lizard person. Oh Jesus Christ. Oh, Actually, no. Obama's a Leviathan, too. <laughs> this is my new conspiracy theory that I'm spreading around. <laughs> the oh, God. <laughs> the upper cabinet are all Leviathan. It'd be weird if you were right. I was just talking about before the show how much I hate conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now I'm like, what if I just invented one? You've invented a great one. Yeah. God, have you Ed ever Cannon watched in the super in the supernatural universe? Joe Biden was replaced by a Leviathan years ago. That's what I'm going with. Um, but yeah, so I just thought that was funny. The minute they mentioned Joe Biden on screen, I was like, "Hey, that man is our president, whether you like it or not, or not." Buck up, Dick. Um. But yeah, Silent you applause. talk more about the episode. Continue. Go on. Um, uh, so one of the things besides the obvious stuff that I didn't like was I didn't really like Bobby's huge info dump. Yeah. Because yeah. it was literally like, it, it, it's just one of those things that was an issue. And we talked about this before. It's just like. We as the audience already knew all of this, but Sam and Dean didn't, and they had to find out somehow. Yeah. And it's just a writing issue of they could have learned a little bit along the way, and then it all culminates to this. Um, Well, what bugged me about it, in part, was, like, (laughs) Bobby just, like, tells Dick Roman's plan. He basically, like, does the Bond villain thing, except he's one of the good guys. Yeah. Where he just lays it out for Sam and Dean. And then, like, is like, I understand why you might not have noticed. You've been busy hunting ghosts. What? I think that was a... I think (laughs) that was a slam... That was a slam against Sam and Dean, like not realizing Bobby was around sooner. Oh, then somebody should fire the director of that fucking episode because uh, Jim Beaver was not aware that that was the fucking line read he was supposed to give. That's the, well, see, that's the line read I thought it was supposed to be. Really? I don't know what the I did fuck. not get that from when he read it. I was, it felt very uh, genuine. So. Yeah, I'm with Ari. It felt genuine, but. Yeah. Like, maybe it was supposed to be a snide comment about the pacing of the season. That's how I felt it was. And all that really showed to yeah. me was that we didn't need the previous couple of episodes. Yeah. Like, we needed one or the other. We didn't need the fucking... We needed the Garth episode. I'll say that much. We didn't need the previous <laughs> we episode. We needed the Garth episode. We could have had the fucking all of the shit that happened with Bobby last episode 
could have happened in the previous episode with Garth, yeah. and then we could have split this episode in two and probably had two way better episodes. Yeah. I feel like what or one really is... good episode and one really bad episode based on the time space thing. Hey, you know, well, you're probably not wrong. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Let's say that instead of Cass dying in the first episode, it's Bobby who dies in the first episode. Well, let's go even back even further. Instead of their mother dying in the first episode. <laughs> Holy shit, Ben. No. Okay. Instead of Cass dying in the first episode of the season, it's Bobby who dies in the first episode of the season. Super dramatic. The, the second episode is going to be the Death Store episode because that episode is just amazing. Right? Yeah. And then, as Dean, Sam and Dean get entangled in this Leviathan plot, Bobby's ghost still kind of, like, hangs around, notices shit. But he's a ghost, and he's, like, traumatized from being dead or whatever. And in this universe, like, the Leviathan still killed him, though it probably wasn't Dick Roman, because you can't reveal your, too, your big bad too early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, no, actually, there's no rule against that. You absolutely can. But it's not Dick Roman in this episode in this alternate universe yeah it could have just been what's his name um the whoever they cru- they tried to crush with the car and then he yeah, burned Bobby's edgar, house yeah. down edgar yeah. yeah edgar yeah 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 and then like sam and dean like bobby like learned shit about stuff because he's a ghost and people say shit in front of him but he's also like kind of got you know ghost brain damage Man, I just want to invent an enti- entire season where they handle Sam's shit better. And he's, and yeah. He's, Lucifer problems just start magicked away. One day. I mean, I mean, One you get that day. in this season. So, okay. Anyways, um, but yeah, I do kind of like wish there had been more build up for that. A couple of years ago, I remember being like, Supernatural has no make it easy moments. Well, maybe that was a lie. Yeah. And... I, I mean, I would go as far as to say seasons one through five don't, but season six sure does. Yeah. Season seven sure does. Yeah. Like, I and I think that's just a, I don't know if it's a showrunner thing or if it's a writing thing, but yeah, like... I, I, I do agree with you, especially with seasons one through five, like there is mm-hmm. some struggles to get places. Like there is not there is not a lot there are some easy moments, but there's not like make it easy moments. Right. Uh whereas like with these last two seasons there's been make it easy all over it. Yeah. Somebody that staples button. I will say though, this is the first episode where I was really like, okay. Sam and Dean are getting it together and they can really beat these Leviathans. Like, it's not just going to be the temporary band-aid that is the Borax. Right. Well, they had, they fucking had to be because, like, the the weird pacing of this episode. Well, they had like, to be also because, like, the, um, the season's almost done. Yeah. We have three right. episodes left. This is season... This is episode 20. I I almost wanted to say that maybe we're not going to be done with the Leviathans by the end of this season. 
But I also am starting to think that, especially with this episode and the next three, it's going to mm. be wrapped up in a real nice bow and, and wrapped up for the Christmas tree. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we can't do that silent stare we used to do. Yeah. yeah we're not yeah. actually near you. We can't stare We just have to be jokes about it, yeah. Um... Let's move on from that. I want to talk about Sam's full transformation into himbo and the uh, <laughs> Ocean's Eleven sequence that they had, which I fucking loved, by the way. Because, goddamn, our boys need a win. I mean, for real. Yeah. Like, I just want Sam and Dean to unequivocally, like, win at something because... Even though there have been make-it-easy moments, it's also been, like, pain... Lots of pain. Yeah. Pain, pain, pain. Pain, pain. Um, so the himbo Sam moment came when they steal the, like, tablet thing. And Sam's like, did we just steal a piece of red clay? No, dumbass. Of course <laughs> such is a piece of red clay. Dick fucking Roman, leader of the Leviathans, did not move heaven and earth to get a piece of red fucking clay. Clearly there's something more going on here. Aren't you supposed to be the smart one? Aren't you the one who's familiar with ancient fucking texts? Do you think maybe it might not just be a piece of fucking clay? <laughs> Sam? You beautiful idiot? I feel like... And honestly, I am ready for it. Give me full Sam... <laughs> yeah. Full himbo Sam. I this, Sam in a maid costume. Is, give me the himbification of Sam Winchester. I'm fully expecting that that is what is happening by the end of season 15. It's just full Sam and Dean himbos. Just full himbos. <laughs> Here's what it is. They added characters on the show who are, like, smarter or quippier than Sam because of, you know, magic reasons, right? And so, yeah. basically, they need Sam. They need more, like, I don't know, idiot shit? I don't fucking know. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that I love it. Um, 10 out of I, 10. I, I feel like some of it is... It's for, like, story reasons. So, like, the Metal Gear solid series has this issue where it's like the main character solid snake seems like a fucking dumbass because he's the he's the um uh what's it he's like the player's player character like he, he well he's the he's the window into the world for the what what's that term yeah the point of view character oh, avatar, yeah he's the um uh, um audience avatar he's the audience avatar so if the audience doesn't know something he needs to learn it so the audience can learn it but it just makes him sound like a huge idiot because he doesn't know anything because <laughs> right. he's always having to ask hey dude what am i looking at please can you tell me and someone's just like snake that's a banana <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. I but feel if like MGS3. Season oh. 7 of Supernatural, you've probably, like, watched all 11 seasons. And what fucking Supernatural fan is going to look at a piece of red clay tablet on this show and be like, Yeah, it's nothing. Did the big bad of the season just fucking order 
a piece of red clay tab, like red clay? Hmm. If only I had someone to ask this question for me. So that maybe no one could answer it. So. Well, see, that was the, that's the entire problem of this episode is the whole tell, don't show. Like, they yeah. could have just shown the red clay and then, like, Sam and Dean just look at each other and shrug. And that would have been better. Yeah, I and mean... And then, like, some weird, like, ska plays as we go into credits. Right. Yeah. I don't think Supernatural is known for its subtlety. It's but, not known for its dauntlety either. But yeah, this, sunshine, this episode definitely um, suffers in the dialogue department. For sure. What do you mean, bitches? <laughs> I'm gonna oh cry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did that to me, too. <laughs> yeah, that's Charlie's catchphrase as she calls everyone bitches, which honestly, I'm fine with it's just me doing that in that tone of voice i was like i'm gonna fucking kill myself <laughs> just gonna fucking hell so this episode was written by robbie thompson who did slash fiction and time after time okay those are two episodes yeah those are in fact two episodes that, that was like his his like intro he started writing for supernatural in season seven yeah mm. um from what i remember charlie is really his baby like he yeah. has most you know um most he has a big hand in creating this character and really like forming her so um if you do like charlie i've heard that that's pretty much like all thanks to robbie thompson okay um, it's kind of like rebecca sugar with marceline yeah basically uh, and again, there's a lot to like about Charlie. She's a fun character. Um, it's always kind of nice in a show where everyone's so dour and like sad to have somebody who's just like a legitimate ray of sunshine. Especially yeah, I if did it's kind of like a morally gray ray of sunshine. <laughs> I I did really like the walking on sunshine sequence. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. that that was really nice. I was like, that was one of those moments where it's like. That told me more about Charlie than any mm. other nerd reference she made for the rest of the episode. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. When she's just singing and dancing in an elevone, out of the elevator, excellent character establishing moment. Yeah. Um, can we discuss, speaking of, we have to talk about the heist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Um, so, basically, Sam and Dean find Charlie after she manages to break into, um, his, uh, Frank's hard drive, and are pretty much like, hey, here's the situation, you just saw your boss get eaten, they're Leviathan, this is all bad news, you're in danger, um, we need to get that fucking hard drive back, and also, can you break into Dick Roman's email, please? And she agrees to do it because she is awesome. And Sam and Hell Dean yeah. hang out in a van outside while Charlie, like, fucking just... Badasses her way around. Basically, yeah. And um, walk me through what happens, guys. So basically, um, they've got Charlie on the phone and they're kind of like... 
not really telling her every step to take because, you know, she can take care of herself, but kind of, like, guiding her, being her spotter, because they also, in the van, they have, like, eyes on the security cameras as well. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of, like, being her spotter, uh, giving her advice on what to do if she runs into an obstacle, uh, all that kind of the stuff. the obstacle, yeah. Yeah, so, and, like, helps her pass the obstacle of, like, a guard in front of Dick Roman's office. Okay, let's talk about that scene real quick. Because Yes, let's, so, let's do it. Okay. Why are you so excited? I, I actually, I really liked this scene. Like, okay. this, this trope of, like, just say everything I'm saying, and then they, and then whoever is, like, on the on the other end of the microphone gets distracted <laughs> and right. starts talking about something else and they're just still, up, and the other and the person who is speaking is just like babbling incoherently um i okay so this scene starts with charlie running into a security guard outside of um dick's office and she needs to get in there obviously so dean in all of his wisdom is like we'll flirt your way past the guard and Charlie's like, I can't. And Dean's like, why not? And Charlie's like, I'm a lesbian. Question. <laughs> you guys are heteromantic, right? Yeah. Heteros. I feel um, like it's a personal question. I'm going to take this up with HR. Okay. Good luck finding them. <laughs> Our HR department has been missing for two years. But they're not going to be found now. <laughs> You can take it up with HR if you dare. <laughs> okay, so, um, y'all are het. Do you feel like you could successfully flirt your way past a man if the world was at stake? Definitely. Okay. Probably. Okay. You wouldn't let us die. So, when I first saw this episode, I was still identifying as a lesbian, so I was like, whatever, I can flirt with a man. You just have to go up to one and be like, nice shoes, want to fuck? And then they immediately start talking to you about shit, yeah. if they in fact want to fuck. <laughs> like, it's not that fucking hard. And then, like, you know, I don't know, like, two years later, I was like, oh, ding dong, dumbass, you're, a, you're bisexual. So, um, I've always been like, can can you not successfully flirt if you don't have yeah that is that a thing now yeah, yeah i mean you got game i mean yeah you don't got game that's that's kind of what i wish they'd done instead of like they had to reveal she's a lesbian somehow i guess but that's kind of what i wish they'd done is instead of like charlie not being able to flirt with the guard because he's a dude have her be like uh, the last time I flirted with somebody, I did score, but it wasn't um, because of my, like, suaveness and my, you know, flirting abilities or some Does shit she like that. her way into their bed? Yeah, just give me a disaster lesbian who's like, hey, um, you're g- girl pretty, me girl <laughs> too. Hey? Like, give me that for Charlie. Yeah, I think, you know what would have been way better? Is if it had just been a female security guard. And, like, Sam and Dane just kind of lunk their heads together and be like, I don't know how we're going to get past this one. And Charlie's just like, bros, I got this. (laughs) 
and then Dean doesn't say anything about fetishizing lesbians. Exactly. Oh, God, Sam, it's a or, perfect episode. Or he starts <laughs> yeah. to, and then Sam punches him. How about that? Ooh. Yeah. I like what you're putting down. Yeah. You had me at Sam punches Dean. <laughs> I thought I might. I thought I might. Holy shit. You know how to sweet talk a human. Anyways, um, <laughs> um, I just had a miniature crisis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I smelled it from here. I just had a fucking, like, <laughs> panic attack. <laughs> During that pause, an entire life was lived. I've been dis- disassociating a lot these days, too. Wait, what? It's, pa- it's painful. Oh, wait, are we getting too real? I'm sorry. Too real. Too real. <laughs> take it back. Take it back. This is a comedy step podcast. That back. So I'm also a little, um, a little high and I've just been like, <laughs> in that moment, I was just like, word, words, words. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, moving past that. Um, but I did think the scene was hilarious. I thought Dean, like, walking her through how to flirt with the dude was really funny. Yes. Um... We'll talk about more about that in a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, she gets in, she does her thing, she steals the... She gets access to Dick's emails. And that's how they find out about this mysterious red clay tablet. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Any uh, predictions? Um, I feel like it's going to be something... So it's like from archaeological dig sites. I think it's going to be some kind of religious text, like a tablet or something. Like it's going to be some kind of magic religion tablet that will help the Leviathans. Oh gosh, do something! (laughs) I don't know. Do you think it's going to be a Mormon tablet? God no! They found it in if Iran. It was, of course, it can't be a Mormon tablet. Oh yeah, we got at the same place at the same time, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> we took two separate cars, but we got there together. Yeah, yeah you did. <laughs> Both immediately ready to shut down Ben's Mormon thing <laughs> with a joke of our own. That was actually the same joke. <laughs> Yeah, any uh, theories about why Dick would have wanted it? I mean, I feel like... vaguely helpful to Leviathans. It's either... Maybe it has something to do with purgatory? Um, because I, I literally just remembered that that was the thing where the Leviathans were. Um. Right. That's where the Le- that's where purgatory. Leviathans are from is purgatory. Yeah, yeah, they're from purgatory. I think it, it's it's probably some religious mumbo jumbo magic that is going to help them. Like. Are all of the Leviathans out of Purgatory? Is that what happened? Or is it just, like, a few of them? No, I think it's all of them. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's all of them. Yeah. Well, then, I don't... 
what the fuck would they want with purgatory then? Um, I will mystery. say that was that was not a bad guess. I won't say if you're right or not, but I will say that was not a bad guess. No, it it was solid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's but I, I feel like it is it is going to have something to do with an ancient culture or an ancient religion. That I feel for sure. Are you going okay. like aliens were gods to, you know, prehistoric people or... Ooh, oh, man, I didn't even consider the ancient aliens route. Yeah. No, because I think in the supernatural lore, it's pretty set that, like... God created the Leviathans and angels and demons and humans. So, but, but what is God? What isn't God? God exactly. Uh, He's not pulling pill twizzlers. I tell you that. I've tried. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Hmm. I feel like we're just I'm not going to say anything after that I'll be honest <laughs> yeah I don't know that's that's all I got alright fair enough um, this episode ends with a good old fashioned ghost versus leviathan fight that was pretty dope I, I it was yeah, pretty it was. cool I liked how sneaky Bobby was I, I, I mean, like, I will say I was definitely following Bobby's logic of get the flask in there. I'll take a little look-see at everything going on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, was, I was on Bobby's side for that. But I also am, like, I also understand Sam and Dean's concern because yeah. it's, like, a ghost facing off with the person who killed him. Like, that's a recipe for disaster. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, but it. Sh- oh. hmm? Go on, go on. It just, it was really cool seeing Bobby like power up, and just like throw Dick Roman across the room. Also, I will go ahead and say this. I know that like this doesn't make sense since Bobby's kind of dead already, but honestly, the dynamic between Bobby and Dick Roman is so good. Yeah. yeah, like Dick is always a little more unhinged whenever it's him and Bobby, and I gotta say ten ten out of ten for that. So um, one th- one thing about that scene that I was confused about was could could Dick Roman see Bobby? I think so. He yes. Could, I don't think he could see him. I think he could sense him because he says, "Show yourself." Oh yeah, that's true. okay. Because I was like, I wasn't quite sure what was going on, because it was like, he said, show yourself. So I wasn't sure if, like, maybe he knew it was a ghost. Did he know specifically that it was Bobby's ghost? Or did he just, was he just like, oh, they've got, you know, something on their side to help them. Was it there not be a scene yeah. where, like, Bobby did, in fact, show himself and Dick wasn't like, ah, oh, you. No, he didn't. I don't think Yeah, that I didn't, th- okay. I didn't think so. Maybe I dreamed that. Yeah, I think you might be a little high. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways. I don't mean in a way, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I'm definitely still, like, functionally. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um. Yeah, so... 
one thing I did like about it was seeing how badass Bobby was. I like their dynamic. Um, I like that he kept it to get together to like protect Charlie. Yeah, that felt mm-hmm. like a very Bobby thing to me. So I appreciated that. Um, and I gotta say, it's a ten out of ten for Dick. He's still the sleazy like Donald Trump type, but he gets a little uh, freakier this episode. A little mm-hmm. less human. He lets his freak out. Less controlled. Yeah. Particularly when, like, Bobby was forced pushing him back, and he kept being like, this is just a little tickle. You're gonna have to get better than this. Gonna have to soup up. Oh, I also loved, so, Bobby and, uh, or Bobby, Dean and, uh, Sam and Dean pull an old switcheroo on the, like, case carrying the tablet and the case carrying the, they basically create a Borox bomb. That was pretty for, like, awesome. Dick to open, and when Dick opens it, and is like, "Oh, who could have done that?" Yeah, it was very Ocean's Eleven, like the remake. Yes, with like the switcheroo at the end. I loved it. But what an excellent line delivery! Hell yeah, Dick. it was it was great. Yeah, so he's good. He is good. I will give him that. James Hell Patrick yeah. Stewart. I knew it was something like. Patrick's three favorite. names okay yeah um yeah so the episode ends with charlie basically being forced to disappear but that's all right this is not the first time she's done it i thought that and was he... another cool like character reveal yeah because it's like she's actually a drifter who goes around and just tries to i don't know get tech jobs and get resources for hacking money and stuff. She's yeah. a little punk. Like, yeah. That's is pretty dope. A little punk. A little bit rock and roll. A little bit country. Mm-hmm. What do you think is gonna happen next, Travis? Next is in like the next episode? next in the story so basically yes I mean like as far as next episode goes I think it's going to take us all fucking episode to figure out what that clay tablet is figure out what this lump of dirt we got is this lump of matter um real quick before we sign off for the night I want to talk about something that's very near and dear to my heart and that's queer coding yeah specifically a question I want to ask right now which is is Dean coded by on purpose I hmm. I feel like No, I feel like this was for the joke and that it is not going to be, I mean, it's definitely not going to be a, an anchor in the character of Dean Winchester. Okay. Let me ask this. Is Dean coded by not just just this episode, but in the entire show? I think in the past, if you reach for it, yes. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm going to say going forward, based on current public opinion, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, like especially in this episode, it was it was a punchline. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like that's what it's going to be like for the rest of the time. Oh, and to be clear, Dean might be coded by... But that does not mean, I think, that there was any intention on the part of the writers to actually commit. Oh, yeah. Do I think when Eric Kripke conceived of the character that... Do do I think that that means that he, like, Eric Kripke, Kripke had in mind for Dean to be by? No. But I'm kind of with you, Travis. As the show went on, I do think showrunners started, like, or show writers started, like, putting in these little references. Maybe it was, like, a little reference to Destiel. Maybe a little bit of queer baiting. Uh, well, okay, a lot of bit of queer baiting. But, um, and I do think that, like, they essentially started doing it on purpose. Um, which, you know, that is what that is. A lot of people point to, so Dean, um, is actually named after Dean Moriarty from, um, Jack Kerouac's On the Road. Like, that was, uh, like, based off of a friend Jack had, Kerouac, Mm -hmm. and, uh... Jack Kerouac, yeah. Thank you. And, um, he was queer, but I don't necessarily think that that was like that's like proof you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah it's coincidental at best yeah so but that being mm-hmm. said i do think that dean is queer coded um but it also doesn't matter yeah exactly yeah. coding it's, is it's, not representation yeah it has to be more than that, I feel, yeah. right? For it to be representation, it has to be on purpose, and it can't be for a punchline. Yeah. yeah. That's that's how I feel about it. Yeah. And, oh man, Dean coming out as bi at any point in the show would have been huge fucking news. Oh, and definitely. And actually made all their queer baiting kind of legitimate. Um, because then at least we could, even if Dean never ends up in a relationship, we would get to explore that. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think there's something there, although I would argue that Sam is like, in terms of story strokes, is more queer coded. Dean, they definitely drop some hints. Like, there's other stuff in the show that happens too. A lot of people point to like, um, like Dean knows the name of like a gay bar in Miami. Um, that happened earlier in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like, you know, this happening, or... Oh, that's pretty, that's pretty much all I can think of right now. There's other stuff, too. People tend to think that, like, you remember in the first episode when he was, like, saying, like, um, the line, like, is, the cop was like, is there anything about you that's real? And Dean responded, my boobs. <laughs> Like, I guess that can be taken as kind of flirty, but I don't think that that was flirty. I think it was a power play. Yeah. 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 It was Dean being cute at best. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think he was just fucking, you know, fucking, that's like an example of his, like, 
you know, issue with authority, you know? Yeah, exactly. Bad thing, but. Yeah. If it, it, was, it was him acting like John Bender from uh, Breakfast Club. Yeah. But I thought we needed to talk about it a little bit just because it is going to come up more for sure. Hmm. Yeah, Um, I I I had a feeling, I mean, I definitely knew going into this podcast as a whole that we were definitely Mm going to be talking about, like, queer baiting and queer coding for Sam and Dean, because I know that that has been a very big point of contention in the fandom. Just as an outside observer, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I knew that this day would come. Yeah. And it is I just upon didn't us. Think it's gonna, be so soon. Yeah, it's going to arise more than Dick will. <laughs> to be clear, even though I'm not a Destiel fan, I would have loved by Dean, also MB Cast. Like, give that to me. Um, I would have loved more queer characters. I would have loved exploring more like queer identities than just like the occasional lesbian or the occasional gay guy. That was never going to happen on this show. Um. But I do think that there was potential to have by deed me a thing. And I think that would have actually been really cool and a really interesting dynamic to his character. Um, Mm -hmm. Oh, another thing is that uh, Dean Siren is a man. Like whenever with everyone else had been a sexy woman like Dean um, in the season four episode. Sex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So people like point to that, which that I can definitely see. Like that is... That is classic right there. Mm. I would write a paper on that scene <laughs> if I were in college. And somebody was like, define an example of a scene that's queer coded. Done. I'm in. Like, I've got it. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, oh, fuck, I lost my train of thought from before. It definitely, like, is going to come up again. And, um, I would have honestly just fucking loved it. Like, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a really cool and really interesting aspect to explore of his character, and also some great queer representation. But you know, especially they out and especially in this year that it came out, which I think was twenty twelve. Oh um, yeah. Like this was is especially like the early twenty tens and on. You're really starting to see a lot more queer representation in media in general. But hell, Dean would have been a main character in a show not about like, queer issues or queerness. Honestly, that representation would have been too powerful. Yeah. The world would have ended. Yeah, we would have, would have taken over the goddamn world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that's pretty much all I have to say on it right now. We'll talk about future examples when they slip at it again. Um, particularly as we get to season eight. Yeah. yeah. So, any thoughts, Ben, on that before we move on? Uh, I mean, all the stuff I can think of is from future episodes anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I do, I really feel like the show had the chance to, mm-hmm. but I really feel like one major thing kept them from ever considering playing that card or going down that thought process or that arc with Dean's character. And do you know why that is? Is it Jensen Ackles? Nope. Who? 
what made up a huge chunk of a fraction or a huge chunk of the percentage of the fandom for Supernatural. Girls? Hat women. White, cr- white Christian women. Christian really? women? Yep. I can't tell you how much merch I used to see for uh, like Christian fans of Supernatural. That's what? wild. That is a that wild is so concept to me. Yeah. Yep. This is crazy. It was all over Amazon. Yeah. I thought it was mostly You'd, like... You would see like Bibles. You would see... Uh, Bibles? Fucking like crosses with the uh, with their symbol on it. That's crazy. And shit like that. You're or like I'm, my mind right now. I'm a strong Christian woman. Okay. Yada, yada, yada. Have you considered the fact that I feel like there are more Supernatural fans who are actually just like, you know, girls like me circa 2007? Look at the channel that they're on. What, what, what fucking uh, demographic is the word I'm thinking of? What demographic are they going to play to more? I don't know, like, like, late teens? Teenagers? they're not... They're not going to play to that one. They're going to play to the normal one, the one that was considered normal at the time. And I don't. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's what they fucking did, because it was safe. I don't know. I think you understand. Under. I mean, maybe I'm just in a bubble, like a Tumblr, Ao3 bubble. That's just like people would have lost their mind and have been totally for it. But oh no, they would have been for it. I don't think any person at the head at the helm of the CW would have let that happen. Yeah, oh, I, no, yeah. Ben, this we agree and our friends. Yeah, yeah I, I absolutely agree with that too, Ben. Like, they they went the safe route the whole time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, like, only shows on, like, AMC, HBO, uh, Adult Swim will ever push the envelope like that. Yeah. Well, like, see, what is the C... Is the CW a broadcast channel or is it cable? It's broadcast. Okay. See, I for believe. some reason, for some reason, for the most of the time, I thought CW was cable, and I was like, like, like AMC or whatever, like that. That's cable, and I was like, why does it matter? Because it's cable. But if it's broadcast, then that makes a lot more sense. Let's see what channel is CW. Uh, I guess they have their own channel on goddamn DirecTV. But I remember, like, catching it on, like, 31, 48. Okay. Something like that around here. There is, like, a local CW affiliate in town. Yeah. But no, I would have been, like, for it if, like, Dean went that route. I think that would have been an interesting take on his character. Mm Mm-hmm. And also, if you're going to bait it, just commit. Exactly. So, just fucking commit. Because otherwise, you're just that old guy from that commercial. With the fishing rod and the dollar bill just being a jackass. Mm. So. Alright, well, I think that about wraps it up for this week. Any (laughs) final thoughts? That was somber. Um, (laughs) CW is a broadcast network. We've learned something today. Uh, I think we've got all all of my opinions voiced. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Travis? When we remake the show in 50 years, we'll be able to make Bisexual Dean. 
Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Hell yeah. One of these we'll days, it's him... going to be like 100 years in the future is when we're finally going to get around to the Supernatural <laughs> reboot. Yeah. One we're going to be dead. in robots. Yeah. Um, Travis. Yeah. This next episode is called Reading is Fundamental. What's it about? Reading is Fundamental. Wait, is it is it called that? It yes. is, in fact, called Reading is Fundamental. Um. Or I Can't Read. <laughs> Which, as I've learned recently, is in fact fundamental. <laughs> so I hope I've got it No, down. it is Reading is Fundamental. Okay, here we go. Are you ready for this? It is. Sam and, Dean, Sam and Dean go to New York City, the Big Apple, and they document the drag ball scene of New York City. All right. Is that it? Is that the prediction? That's it. Because reading is... Fundamental. Fundamental. All right. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for listening. Uh. If you're a fan of the show and you want to hear more from us, please check out our website, www.habcast.com, where you can get access to all of our social media links, including our Instagram and Twitter at Habcast and our Facebook page, Hey Asput, a Supernatural Podcast. Um, if you want to uh, check out our Patreon, please do so. For $3 a month, you gain access to LSA, the other other show we do, um, where we watch things that supernatural actors have been in that are not supernatural. Uh, thank you so much, and until next time, have fun. And don't die. Bye. Bye.